Fate be changed. Look inside. Mend the bond torn by pride. Once upon a time, I fell in love with magic. And once upon a time, I fell in love with movies. And one day, we fell in love with each other. From family movie nights to family vacations. We believe everyone needs a bit of magic in their life. So we decided to watch through the entire Disney animated canon. And mix in some other magical movies along the way, like Harry Potter, Pixar, and some other family favorites. Each episode, we'll talk about the movies in the order they came out, and talk about what makes them so magical. Including how you can experience the movie's magic on your next vacation. And we'd love to have you along for the ride. I'm Krista. And I'm Jonathan. And this is the Magical Movie Marathon. All right, we are here with a special episode today in honor of Mother's Day. Yes, so even though it's coming out a few days before Mother's Day, if you're listening to it when it comes out, Mm -hmm. we still want to say Happy Mother's Day to all you mamas out there. Yep. So this is the first time we are diving into a Pixar film. Yeah, we thought it would be appropriate for Mother's Day to talk about one of our favorite Mm -hmm. mama bears. Mama bears, love it. (laughs) So that means we are going to be chatting about Brave today. Love this one. And this is such a great one to talk about. Yeah, even though it's a a mother-daughter relationship, Mm -hmm. as you're probably going to hear from me later on in the episode, like not just with daughters, moms and sons too. It's just kids in general, you know? Um, But this is such a, I think a unique Pixar film. Yeah, it definitely is different than a lot of their others. And in a lot of ways, even though this is the first Pixar movie that we're talking about on the show, it really Mm -hmm. does kind of fit in in some ways with the Disney animated canon. It does, because we've got a Pixar princess. We've got a Pixar princess, Mm -hmm. which we're going to get into here in the trivia section. Well, let's let's, do it. Yep, let's just go ahead and do it. Uh, So yeah, this is the first Pixar film to be set entirely in the historic past. I've noticed that. I I don't know that I had noticed it either before looking it up, but it makes a lot of sentence. Mm -hmm. Uh, Also, Merida is the first Disney princess and the only one so far to come from a Pixar movie. She is the one and only Pixar princess thus far. Mm -hmm. She's also the first Disney princess to not have a love interest Mm -hmm. in the movie. And the first one who is not based on a pre-existing literary character or historical figure. Merida, girl, you just paving the way for yeah, things. Yeah, a lot of firsts happening first. in yeah. this movie. Uh, speaking of, Merida's also the first female protagonist for a Pixar movie. She's breaking through all kinds of barriers. Yeah, she is breaking those, those glass is. ceilings with her arrows. That's right. So, mm-hmm. If you look closely at the title of the movie, when it pops up on Mm -hmm. the screen at the end, Mm -hmm. Merida is hidden in the letter B and Eleanor is hidden in the letter E. No way. Fun little detail there. Mm -hmm. Oh, now I'm going to have to go back and look. Yeah. And then uh, finally, last bit of trivia here is that Clan Macintosh in Mm -hmm. the movie is 
probably named in honor of Steve Jobs, co-founder oh. of Apple. So Macintosh computer, obviously there. And, uh, you know, a lot of people might not know this, but Steve Jobs was the mm-hmm. former owner of Pixar. Yep, he bought he it from Lucasfilm That's back right. in the day. Mm-hmm. And the only food we ever actually see Merida eat in the entire movie are apples. That is so true. <laughs> now that you bring that up, I'm like, yes. We see her we see taking, her a bite taking bites of, an of apple apples all the time. All mm-hmm. the time. Yeah. Oh my goodness. So, what a great little detail. It, yeah, it's a little nod. And of course, uh, you know, Steve Jobs had just passed away yeah. not too long before this movie came out. So it's dedicated and to him. It's she like takes one bite. Right. Yeah. Oh my that, <laughs> Isn't my that fun? heart. That's so fun. <laughs> yeah. Now, obviously, that yeah, this movie is full of all kinds of fun little details. Yes. So, you know, we could go on and on with other little touches like that. But uh, but I thought that one was really kind of fun. And now a history lesson. Hooray! All right. So let's get a little bit into the history okay. of this movie. Let's um, do. It's pretty short because it is a, a newer movie. Mm-hmm. So there's not quite as much history, mm-hmm. but the original title when the movie was first being developed was The Bear and the Bow, which I think Brave is the better It's better, title. yep. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but the movie took actually quite a bit of time to make. It took six years from mm-hmm. when they started working on it to its release. Writer and director Brenda Chapman was inspired to write this movie mm-hmm. by both her love of fairy tales mm-hmm. and reflecting on her own experience raising her daughter. Only someone who has done such would write a movie like this. Right. Yeah. And so she's talked about how she took a lot of inspiration sure, for from her Eleanor own. and Merida from mm-hmm. just revisiting mm-hmm. conversations with her own daughter. Yeah. So. Uh, Co-director Mark Andrews also spent time teaching sword fighting (laughs) to the animators in addition to having them take archery classes so that it would be more realistic in the movie. Yeah, well, it it worked. It It helped. Absolutely. It also earned mostly positive reviews when it came out. It was a box office hit. Mm -hmm. And then it won the Academy Award for Best Animated Feature, which this is another fun first Mm -hmm. for the movie. This made it the first Disney princess movie to win an Oscar ever. And it made Brenda Chapman the first woman to win an Oscar for Best Animated Feature. So, yeah. Job well done. Fun, fun bit of history there. Um, But getting into personal history, this is probably a little bit easier for us to talk about because... We, we saw, saw it, it together. together the first time. Yeah, this, yeah I mean, we this saw was, it in theaters. Yeah, this we was were, a date night. It was. <laughs> or date day or, you know, who knows. That wasn't kind of this. No, no, no. This movie came out in 2012. He was not born yet. That's right. Yeah. Okay, so, well, no, we this, were. We were in our first apartment. We were. This okay. movie came out. That's right. So, yeah, we just went to go see it. Yes, we saw this together in theaters. So excited about it because we love Pixar movies. Mm-hmm. We love Disney movies. We yeah. love Pixar movies. We love movies, obviously. That's <laughs> why we're doing this podcast. But yeah, we saw this one together. And I think going into it, like, I didn't really know that much 
about it. I wasn't really sure what to expect. I was just like, cool. They kept it mysterious in the marketing. Very mysterious. In fact, this was something I read in the trivia is that what you see in the trailer that came out, none of the footage from the trailer was in the movie. They created brand new like a standalone trailer yeah, to kind of keep it mm-hmm. mysterious and just kind of pique your interest. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I remember not really knowing much about it going into it. And so the whole thing just felt yeah. like a fun surprise to me as I was watching this story unfold. And that was part of the fun sure. of it, I think. But also just seeing how... In some ways, Pixar with this movie became a little bit more Disney-fied. Very much like so. This feels it feels more, more like, like a Disney, a Disney movie, movie than it does a Pixar movie to me. Right. Yeah. And, you know, this came out the same year that Wreck-It Ralph came out. Correct. And to me, Wreck-It Ralph feels a lot more like a Pixar yeah. movie than a Disney <laughs> yeah. movie. So yeah. it's kind of fun how how they kind of, I guess, crossed styles a little yeah, bit here. Yeah, they did. Here. Mm-hmm. So... In terms of favorites and mm-hmm. things like that, you know, how do you feel about this one? I really like it. I don't know that I would like put it in my top 10 or anything, but for I, Pixar, for Pixar, yeah. but every time I watch this movie, I enjoy it and I, I like the story. I think for me as a mom now to, I mean, I liked it then and that was before I became a mom, when we first saw this movie, was yeah. not a mama yet. I was not a mama bear yet, but I liked it then. I was very captivated. I love the music in this movie, mm-hmm. um, even though it's not, you know, like a musical, like a typical Disney princess movie, which I think makes it different and kind of sets it apart a little bit. Like she doesn't, Merida doesn't sing like all the other princesses do, you know. Yeah. Um, but I love the story. And I think it's a very unique story. And now as a mom, I relate because Eleanor and Merida, the reason they butt head so much is because they are so much alike. And I get that because my oldest and I are like that a lot. We are both very passionate people and we can get really like set in our ways. And so sometimes we're so different and we're so similar. And that is very much how I think Eleanor and Merida are is they do, they do have different personalities, but they also have some very similar personality traits. Their interests are different. Their interests are different. Their perspectives are different, but they have very similar drive yes. and passion. Yes. Yeah. And they, you know, both of them, it's like when they set their mind to something, like that's it. And they're very passionate about how they feel about that. Yeah. And they don't want to waver on that. And so I completely understand that because that's how me and Kai are a lot of times. Yeah. Um, and so I definitely relate to that. And just for Eleanor, like I see, you know, it's so easy as a mom to kind of get set in. These are the things that have to be done. Mm-hmm. These, mm-hmm. like I see her and she does that with Merida of just like, she's so like, keeping everybody on track and keep it. She's trying to run a kingdom. She's also trying to run her household. She's trying to prepare Merida. And like, as a mom, that's what you do, right? Like you're trying to prepare your kids for the future. And so she's, she 
thinks that she's doing all the right things. And it's not that she isn't doing the right things. It's just that she's missing teaching Merida in a way that she needs to be taught and needs to be understood there. You know, she's missing that aspect of it. And so sometimes like as a mom, you can just get so laser focused on this is what needs to be done that you miss what's going on with your actual child in front of you. And you're just expecting them to come along from the, for the ride of what your task list is and what you expect of them instead of seeing, Hey, this little individual in front of me doesn't operate that way. Mm -hmm. And I need to come about it at a different way. And that has challenged me, especially like as a homeschool mom, the way I learn is very different than the way Kai learns. And I have had to learn to adjust to that, you know? And so I relate a lot. I think most moms will relate a lot to how that works in motherhood in a lot of ways. Sure. Yeah, I mean, she's a good mom because she wants her daughter to be successful. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But her definition of success is Mm -hmm. different Mm -hmm. than Merida's. And that's where it creates that that gap between the two. Yeah, and I think she misses a lot of that just relationship. She goes for the expectation and she, she misses that relationship factor with Merida. And that's why there's a lot of just misunderstanding between them. Right. So, but I like this movie. I know it's not one of your favorites. It, it's not <laughs> one of my favorite. This is one that's kind of had to grow on me. Yeah. Like when we initially saw it in theaters, I didn't dislike it. Uh-huh. But because I didn't really know what to expect of it and because it was so different than a typical Pixar mm-hmm. movie, it just took me a little while to come around to the style of the movie with mm-hmm. this, with its storytelling. Mm-hmm. Now, in subsequent viewings, I... I like it more now mm-hmm. than I probably did on first viewing. And a lot of times for me, that's a mark of a good movie. Right. If, if it's better the second, third and fourth time mm-hmm. you see it yeah. than the first time, then that's actually a great sign. Right. It's not so good when you think a movie is awesome and then you revisit it years and later. And like, it's like, Meh. oh, why did yeah. I used to like this? Right. Uh-huh. So, you know, I do think it's a good movie. It's not, you know, it's not one of my favorite Pixar movies mm-hmm. uh, by quite a bit, but... I I like it a lot more now than I did. So every time I watch it, I enjoy it. Lights. Camera. Action. Action. Let's get into Bray. Let's do it. Mama Bear style. (laughs) Mama Bear style. Michael's excited for this one. Yep. Yep. We got MJ joining in. Yeah. Yeah. You going to tell us about your favorites for Brave too? (laughs) Yeah. Okay. All right, so let's kick this off, Krista. What are some of your favorite scenes or characters uh, in Brave? I mean, Meredith's probably my favorite. And I do just, you know, as I talked about before, just the relationship between Eleanor and Merida, how that we kind of see that change over time. You Mm -hmm. see in the beginning that Eleanor is really playful and she's she's the one who believes in magic and talking to her about the will of the wisps to you know Ma- <laughs> you're a goofball Micah to Merida you know getting older and you know that just that relationship changing and how they kind of have to get back on track to understanding each other I think <gasps> yeah does the bear roar I think my one of my favorite scenes is 
when she first becomes a bear and Merida takes her into the forest, but she's still acting like Eleanor and she's like properly putting on her crown and she's trying to eat the berries with a fork. Right. But then how she still disciplines Merida. Even when she is a about bear, the about the weapon on the, on the table, table. Mm-hmm. and yeah. you know, like Merida's like, oh, I think the witch is gone, and I asked her to change you, and then <laughs> yeah. she roars at her, and yeah. Merida's not scared; she's not being a real bear. She's like, that's the mama bear version of "excuse me," you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think there's something really interesting in this movie that once mama one of the bear. characters cannot communicate right they actually communicate better like when Absolutely. they when they actually have to stop and look each other in the eye and yep. figure each other out yes they fig- they learn that they can talk still right. they can communicate where before right. they were at odds and yeah. i just really i love the music in this yeah it's got great music I don't I don't know the na- the exact title, but the Chase the Wind and Touch the Sky song is my favorite. It's Kai solid. Kai, what about you? The what are King. your favorites? King, King Fergus. Fergus? Yes. Why is he your favorite? I don't know. He is, really, he is a lie. He's funny. You think he's funny? He, he's a bit extra, isn't he? Yeah, like I am. <laughs> I yeah. could see you telling a bear story with that kind of animation what about favorite scenes in this movie when they climb down the big tower when they lose their kilts they have to tower. use their kilts to make in a the archery yeah. part. In the, the archery, archery scene <laughs> yeah what do you like kilts. about the archery scene it's just fun it's just fun to watch archery a lot and i did not expect the little the little, the smallest guy to be it. It's just funny because when you see when he when the guy talks about his son being so strong, like he's just standing in front and he's mm-hmm. like, "Get out of the way." The li- yeah. He oh, pulls, when he's like introducing he and he's saying like, from behind with one arm he and then he like pulls yeah. the guy that you wouldn't expect to be who he's talking yeah, about. He isn't. And there's that yeah. guy in the background who's like, that's a lie. Yeah. Come out and say that to my face. <laughs> yeah. You together. do like all the battles. Like They're the, very competitive with each other. I like other. the archery part. Like you wouldn't expect that though, that guy to shoot. Yeah. Oh, like he doesn't so even really yeah. try. <laughs> it just I love when she's eye. like, oh, we lamb. <laughs> yeah. I also really love that scene. I love King Fergus's and Merida's interactions in it, the way they kind of playfully tease the contestants. Mm-hmm. As far as favorite characters I'm with you, Kai, I love me some King Fergus. I love, love when it. he has everyone tromping around the castle trying to find the bear. And, you know, half that's of the that, real going on a bear hunt. It right is. There. Half of them are like, he has lost his mind finally, but we're still going to follow him because he's the king, right? So, yeah. mm-hmm. and really, just every scene with the clans and just again their competitiveness yeah, with yeah. each other me is and Mike, really funny. Me and Mike and know a brother's favorite, the twins, the, the triplets. triplets, the triplets, yeah, not yeah. The twins, the triplets. Do you remember their names? Can you name all three triplets? Nope. I know. Hubert. Oh yeah, Hugh. Hamish. Hamish. And Harris. 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 Yep. Harris is kind Those of... are the triplets. Yeah, they look exactly alike. You'll, you can tell. Yeah, you'll have to 
ask Merida about them if we see her in our upcoming trip. Mom okay? can. I will. See if she's trying to track them down. Okay. I think one thing that I noticed this time that I really like that you pointed out is just Eleanor and Merida really have to humble themselves, both uh-huh. of them. I think Eleanor turning into a bear, she has to humble herself and find a better way to communicate with Merida. Mm-hmm. And Merida also has to humble herself and see like, okay, well, how can I understand my mom better? She has to see her. She point has of to view. see her mm-hmm. in a different way. And I just love in the end how like <laughs> Merida ends up becoming very protective of her mom. And yeah. that is a way that she mends the bonds because she, you know, initially said something really hurtful at the beginning her that yeah. she that she yeah. she would well, she yeah. calls her mom a beast. And she, yeah, and she says, <laughs> I'd rather die than be like you. Yeah. And mm-hmm. uh, again, as a mama, something you, you never want to hear, but sometimes yeah. we say things we don't mean, both right. of us. And so I just, I love that whole transformation um, with both of them and the fate be changed because you have to humble yourself in order to change. Yeah. And that is how you oh. can change your fate is by humbling yourself in order to learn. Yeah, yeah. King well, Barnes and, almost kills her wife. Yeah, and, and I'm glad you brought up the thing about humility because, of course, in the story of Mordu, that, that's that's the issue. Is He, he is he prideful. He was yeah. prideful. He wasn't willing to mm-hmm. share the kingdom with his brothers, and right. so the kingdom fell. Right. So, yeah, there is that theme of it's not just about what you want. Mm-hmm. It's about what's, what's best for everybody. Right. And that... That involves listening right. to everybody. And that pride does tear the bond. Right. Mend the bond torn by pride. Pride will always tear a bond. Yeah. Whether so that's, you know, a family relationship, a friendship, a, a leadership position, like being yeah. a king, doing that with your people. So I just, I love that line and I love just that whole transformation of humility humbling yourself to to learn from one another and to see from a different point of view Correct. because had Eleanor not turned into a bear both her and Merida you know they wouldn't have understood each other without that they would have been more For frustrated sure. with each other absolutely yeah. all right Kai is there anything you noticed in this movie that this whenever time? like the lips they kind of said come it and they kind of like made like a shape where they're like beckoning mm-hmm. them. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And oh, that yeah. Mordu's has his wisp. I think yes. whoever dies get their wisp. Yeah. It's, that yeah. yeah it's, it kind of seems maybe a little bit like the wisps are. Yeah. Spirits of different people. Mm-hmm. It's kind of hinted at there. But it also seems like maybe Mordu, because he is defeated in the end, like he's finally released. Like, yeah. He seems like he's at peace at the end. Kind of like. Kind of like he recognizes he lost control of himself. And as a bear, he was no longer in control of his actions. And that may have been like a terrible experience Mm -hmm. for him. And now he was free from it. Your fault. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, it was his choice. There's consequences to our actions, Mm -hmm. right? So Mm -hmm. absolutely. So this wasn't a new detail that I noticed, but but I noticed it again. And I have to bring it up. But I love when Eleanor first turns into a bear before she Mm -hmm. realizes she's a bear. You know, Merida is yelling, Mm -hmm. right? And Eleanor sees her own shadow, Mm -hmm. thinks, oh, no, there's a bear in the room. And she moves her arm in front of Merida to protect her and put herself Mm -hmm. 
into harm's way. Because that's what mama bears do. Yeah. And again, I've noticed that before, but I think it's worth mm-hmm. mentioning mm-hmm. that she she blocks mm-hmm. Merida. Like, like, even though they are mm-hmm. at odds at that moment still, mm-hmm. she's still going to yeah. do what she needs to to protect her daughter. And it kind of, you see Merida's face, it kind of takes her aback. Like, she doesn't realize that she's the bear, and right. yet she's still trying to protect me. And that's what makes her realize, like, Oh my gosh, I just turned my mom into, into a, bear. a bear. Whoops. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what, do you think she turned her into a butterfly? Mm-hmm. Who knows? Kai, Kai, do you know how we transform mama out of a bear? How? Coffee. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get into the world of Brave. And let's imagine for a second we are inside of the movie. So we've got a couple of questions here. Yippee! So, of course, Eleanor doesn't get to choose she does not. what animal she transforms into. But if a spell, if you had a spell put on you that changed you, what animal would you like to transform into? Kai, you're raring to go, so go ahead, buddy. Rhino! Of course. <laughs> of course. We knew it. We knew it. No surprises there. Nope. Krista, how about you? I mean, I had a hard time with this one. Yeah. I would still probably say elephant because elephants are my favorite, but mm. could I be specifically Dumbo so that I could fly? <laughs> very specific. A very specific elephant. elephant. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Um. I, I mean, I guess so. It, it's a game question, so okay. why not? You can have fun with All it. All right. Sounds good. I also had a difficult time with this question, even though mm-hmm. I came up with this question. <laughs> Sometimes yep. I don't always have an answer for what I come up with. But after spending some time thinking about this, I, I think I'd want to be a dog. Like dogs Why? just because they have fun and, yeah. and dogs just have a positive outlook on life. They, yeah. And I, I mean, I love that scene too in the movie where they don't realize Merida's gone out onto the field for archery. Uh-huh. And, you know, King Fergus looks over and the dog is sitting there <laughs> just like, <laughs> just happy go lucky. As happy as can mm-hmm. be. Like, yeah. So I think I would choose a dog because they just. They're just having fun. They just mm-hmm. want to be with their people, you know? Right. So, yeah. So, that's what I would choose. Okay. All right. Now. Question number two. Question number two. Of course, there's this whole setup in the movie of there being the archery competition that's going to decide who gets to marry Merida, right? <laughs> so, if a game had to decide who you were going to marry, what sport would you pick for the competitors? Well. I really don't know because honestly, <laughs> I am not a sports person. I'm cheating here. Okay. <laughs> and I would say dance, even though it's not technically a sport, it's technically an art form, but mm. it does require athleticism, muscles, mm. and it requires balance and it requires discipline. I mean, you did. I do remember you telling me early on when we were dating, we went to uh, Billy Bob's in Fort Worth. <laughs> we're showing our Texas here. Yes, we are. <laughs> and and I do remember you pointing out to me at, at one point, because I mean, I'm not a great dancer, uh-huh. but I do remember you pointing out like, hey, you actually know how to lead. Usually yep. the guys I dance with don't know how it's to very lead annoying. in a dance. So yeah, that, that made me feel pretty good. Like I, I had a, like I had a real shot. I pumped you up there. <laughs> So, Kai, 
back over to you. What sport are you choosing? Gymnastics. Of course. <laughs> yeah, so you wouldn't, you're, you're telling us you wouldn't pick just like one event that they would have to do like. They would have to do all events. They would have saying, to be an all around. You're saying you're doing an all around competition. <laughs> okay. Is that what you're saying? Yes. All okay. right. Fair enough. I am sticking with archery. I figured you actually would because you do like archery. Well, and because, Krista, you proved on our trip to the U.S. Olympic I had straight Merida vibes. I even said it while I was there. Like, I beat all of them in archery. Every last one of them. It's true. So, yeah, they have an interactive archery game at the U.S. Olympic and Paralympic (laughs) Museum. And... And Krista did really well with archery. So and again, I was ch- and I what did I say? I was channeling, channeling Merida. Merida. Mm-hmm. Goodbye. Let's go to the parks. All right, lass. So if we want to feel oh like we're in the gosh. Scottish Highlands, no, where do we go? Stop. <laughs> we have had to explain to Kai <laughs> the difference between lass and lad. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, let's talk about what we can do to experience Brave in the parks. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, so the main thing here, this is actually going to be kind of a shorter one today, but my main thing here I want to talk about is where you can meet Miss Merida. Of course. Because she is one of my favorites to meet in the parks. I mean... Every interaction we've ever had with her has been just golden. So let's start at Walt Disney World. And I want to go ahead and and preface this by saying this is current at the time that we are recording this, but it is going to change later in the year. Right now, Merida has a formal meet and greet at Disney World in Magic Kingdom. It is very, very close to the castle. She has a whole setup there. And when you walk in, it does feel like you're in kind of her home. Now, this is going to be changing because we have heard um, and we know that later on this year, it is going to be changed to Mirabelle is going to take that area over. So we don't know where Merida will be after that, if she'll have a formal meet and greet somewhere else. But as of right now, the meet and greet for Merida is at Magic Kingdom until later this year, until later in the fall. But she is such a fun one to meet. She's such a fun interaction. It's so great. Our One of our very, well, our first trip with Kai, mm-hmm. we met her and it actually like surprised us, but it took him a little bit to warm up to the characters. Yeah. He was, I think, just so like, he couldn't, be- it was like he couldn't believe how big they were. Right. And she was one of the first like. They're smaller on the screen. They so. are. <laughs> and she was one of the first like live character interactions that yeah. he had. And she was so wonderful. Wonderful he with did, him. And he did great with he her. He did great with yeah. her. He she was so wonderful with him. Like we waited, you know, we waited in line. Once we got up there, like I was holding him. He was two at the time. And I was holding him and she was so great with her interactions, how she was talking to him. And he he just he took right to her and warmed up to her. But it's one of my like favorite photos of me holding Kai. And we're both laughing and she's smiling. And I just, I love, I love it because every time I look at that picture, I remember that moment. And like, that was kind of his like breakthrough with the characters moment. Like after that, 
he really did well. And like, yeah. we didn't really have an issue after that. But like, I remember kind of being nervous on like the, our yeah. first day, like, oh my gosh, he's like, like he loves Buzz Lightyear. Why is he scared of him? Why is he, you know, like I say that to encourage parents who sometimes you go and you have all these expectations about what your kid's going to love and what mm -hmm. they're going to be into and all of that. And it may not be up to your expectations right away. It's okay that it takes time for kids to warm up to characters or, you know, to rides or whatever it is that you're experiencing. But like, don't let a few interactions or, you know, something not going the way you hoped it would to ruin your entire trip because yeah. it really is your mindset. Like I could have in those first few interactions been like, this is just, I mean, that's it. Like our trip is over, but we didn't do that, you know? And so like they will have their breakthrough moments. So this was a breakthrough moment with our oldest and he loves Merida. And the second time we met her, she asked what his name was and he said Kai and she was like, oh, like ocean. And I was like, how yeah. did you know that? Like I was, I was like how literally, and cause that is the, the meaning of his name. And I was like, how did she know that? I was like, yeah. wow, Merida, how did you know that? And she said, my friend Moana told me. <laughs> and I just, yeah. I was like, man, loved it so much. So great. She's so much fun to me. You can also see her. She's in several like of the cavalcades that they do now. She was in the Festival of Fantasy Parade. She did have mm -hmm. her own float there for a while. It is currently not in the parade at this time. I don't know why, but I hope they bring it back because her float was awesome. But then moving over to Disneyland, she she does not have a formal meet and greet here, but she she is around the park all the time. Like a lot of all, the characters yeah, are. I so. mean, as I've mentioned in several episodes now, at Disneyland especially, you got to be ready. You yeah. got to have those autograph books handy. You got to have your phone out and handy and ready because characters roam and they wander the parks all the time. And so we have seen her wandering the parks mm -hmm. a lot at Disneyland. And she's also in cavalcades there. Um, and so that is really where you can meet Merida and experience Braves. We have caught her. We did catch her one time. She on her horse. Do you remember that? That was our 2021 trip. She rode by on Angus in a yeah. cavalcade. Do you remember that? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yes. I so vaguely remember that. Yes. Anyways, there's many ways. Like she, you know, she's an adventurer, that one. Yeah. She's got an adventurous spirit. And so you never know where you might catch her or find her. So that is the park connections as far as Brave goes. But I did want to bring up because she is our Scottish lass. And yeah. where is one place you really want to go one I, day? I do really want to go to Scotland. I've got uh, a good, uh, you know, a good amount of Scottish blood mm -hmm. in me. I've mm -hmm. had an affinity for Scotland for mm -hmm. a long, long time. Mm -hmm. uh, so, yeah, it's definitely pretty high on my wish list of places I want to go. Okay. Well, one day, I hope we can cross that off our list with this Adventures by Disney trip. I would love to do that. So I have mentioned Adventures by Disney in a few of our episodes now. Mm -hmm. So definitely, if you have not caught previous episodes, this is a good opportunity to say, 
go back and catch up on all of them um, because these trips are so unique. And what I love about Adventures by Disney is so many things. I think it takes experiences that you want to have with your family. These are like dream trips, bucket list trips, but you get the level of care and service and expertise that Disney offers. And so these trips are just phenomenal because you get so much more out of a trip that's done with Adventures by Disney than you would trying to piecemeal together and do all these things and go all these places and try to learn where to eat and what to do and what to see. Like these art itineraries are set. You're literally showing up. You've got every, you know, meals, you've got places that you're going to, you've got entrances. A lot of them are like VIP experiences where it's just your group and it's just yeah, amazing. Experience guide. Yeah. A local kind of, guide, right. like a local expert, you know, um, and it's just like you're in a small group. You can do private adventures, but you also do just, you know, your family with another, you know, with a few other families, small group of people. So it's not like a massive tour, but it's just the level of care that is taken to put these itineraries together is these are trips of a lifetime for sure. Yeah. And we've mentioned this before, but I think these are good options for maybe you're just not a parks person, you know, right. maybe you just don't want to deal with the crowds, but or, you still want that Disney magic. Absolutely. Or maybe you've gone to the parks a lot in your life. Right. Like maybe you've gotten to a point where it's like, okay, you still love going to Disney parks. Like we talk about this all the time. We're always going to be Disney parks people. I'm 34, almost 35 years old, and I will always want to go to the parks. They will always be my favorite. But as our kids get older and we want to show them more of the world, doing things like Adventures by Disney trips are such a great option. Mm -hmm. And so um, there is an Adventures by Disney trip to Scotland. It is an eight day trip. So you get to go. This is one of the things I love about Adventures by Disney is you don't just stay in one place. You're, you're getting to see so much of Scotland. You're at Edinburgh. You're going all up and down the area and you get so many different experiences. And one thing you get to do archery. Nice. You get some legit archery and Highlands games. That and Sounds like a ton of fun. I mean. Just one question. What's that? Is it bring your own kilt? You know, that's a great question. <laughs> your travel advisor will have to find that out for you. Okay, fair enough. But, you know, I, I think probably since you're in Scotland, there's probably a place you can get a kilt. Right, so, yeah, kilts are us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm, okay, something yeah. of that nature. Okay. But so this is an eight-day trip. You would fly in to Scotland, you could always add a couple of days before or a couple of days after on your own. Um, but this is again, you know, like if you love brave and you want to see Scotland one day, this is the way to do it and to get some of these experiences and things that you see in the movie. It's, you know, going to see like the bagpipes being played and going mm -hmm. and like hiking and going into all these different places and, um, seeing old castles and, you old know, castle sounds I cool. mean, old castles yeah. sound cool, like all these things. So I think it's such a great, like 
learning experience for the whole family. And just, again, we talk a lot about just the value of experiences over things. Right. And I think this about any vacation, really. But these types of trips with Adventures by Disney is a true experiences over things Once situation. Once mm-hmm. kind of, yep. yeah. I mean, I, I'm in so long as the tour guide is not a Will-o'-the-Wisp, then <laughs> The tour good. guide is not a Will-o'-the-Wisp, so you don't have to worry about that. Actual human being, but, you know, who knows where fate will take you. I, I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know what to say to that, but... Uh, but yeah, as long as, you know, we're not running into any murderous bears, good to go. I think we're okay. Stay yeah. away from wood carving witches mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. we'll be all right. Yeah, good good, good life lesson there. That's right. Mm-hmm. Time for a pro tip. Hey! Okay, mama bears, today's pro tip is especially for you. Whenever you are in the parks... Sometimes, moms, it's really easy when we're so excited about this trip and we have all these hopes and a vision and a plan of how things are going to go. Let me tell you something. As a planner, sometimes we get these unrealistic expectations of the way the day is supposed to look and how it's supposed to go. Even in the parks, you can absolutely have the best well-laid plans, but kids will be kids and guaranteed that plan is not going to go 100% the way that you want it to go. Obviously, still have some expectations, still make a plan, but just know it's important to be flexible. Don't miss out on something amazing and all of these wonderful memories with your kids because you are upset that your plan didn't go exactly the way it is. In the parks, kids are still going to have meltdowns. They're still going to beg for snacks and treats and all kinds of things, but there's going to be so many amazing, special, lifelong memories that will far outweigh those little moments. So don't miss out on those, those special memories because you're so worried about your expectations not going that way. Be present. Enjoy the moment. Make the plans, but be flexible. All right, hope you enjoyed this Mother's Day special, no matter who you are. After all, being a mother is definitely a job which requires you to be brave. And so, you know, we definitely have to say Happy Mother's Day to our own moms here. (laughs) So, Happy Mother's Day, Mom. (laughs) Happy Mother's Day, Mama. We would love to hear your feedback, so please take a quick second to rate and review the show on your podcast app of choice, and we'll see you once upon another time. Magical Movie Marathon is a production of Wardrobe Media in partnership with Spoonful of Jordan. It is produced, edited, and hosted by Krista and Jonathan Jordan. Krista is an authorized travel agent for Share the Magic Travel, LLC. You can contact her through the link in our show notes or by visiting spoonfulofjordan.com travel. Jonathan is married to her. 
Magical Movie Marathon podcast is not affiliated, sponsored, or endorsed by the Walt Disney Corporation or its subsidiaries, nor NBC Universal or its subsidiaries, nor Warner Brothers or its subsidiaries. The views expressed are solely those of the hosts and do not reflect the opinions, standards, views, or policies of the aforementioned corporations or their subsidiaries. Any mention of Disney, NBC Universal, or Warner Brothers properties, intellectual and otherwise, is strictly for informational and educational purposes only.